Geekade's Pain in the Ass Thon 2019 is almost here, where Geekade's staff goes head to head with some of the most pain in the ass video games there are for 24 hours to raise money for the Colorectal Cancer Alliance and help stomp out the disease for good. This year, you'll see the Mutant Musings podcast take on the Mega Man X Legacy Collection, and the Stone Age Gamer podcast take on Contra Hardcore. You'll see special guests like Ferg from the Atari 2600 Game by Game podcast taking on Atari's Raiders of the Lost Ark, and Speedrunner Glitchwitch taking on Super Ghouls and Ghosts, and a whole lot more. It all starts August 10th at 10 a.m. and continues for 24 hours straight, finishing off with the Vest Lord himself taking on his nemesis, Bubsy this time on the Atari Jaguar. Plus, stick around after the show for a series of bonus rounds from Samwise Gamgee, Poorly Played Games and Level Up Entertainment, The Whip Around Podcast, and Interdimensional RSS, the unofficial Rick and Morty podcast. Help Geekade and the Colorectal Cancer Alliance put an end to colon cancer, and go to pitathon.com now. That's P-I-T-A-T-H-O-N.com. And tune in to twitch.tv slash geekade on August 10th at 10 a.m. to see the show. Wish us luck. We're going to need it. This episode is brought to you by geekade.com, where we create an array of podcasts, articles, and more for everyone, no matter what your geek is. And if you want to help us make even more content, please consider supporting us on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash geekade. Now on with the show. Warning. The following program contains adult language, adult themes, and spoilers. Viewer discretion is advised. and welcome to this week's episode of this week's episode i am your host evan goldstein with me as always is the wonderful karen randazzo wow but no and the amazing chris randazzo you better afraid me up an open door we here on this week's episode talk television this week was my choice i chose final space season one episode one chapter one but before we get into that, here's your weekly reminder that you can get in touch with us at mail at geekade.com. Tell us what we're doing right. Tell us what we're doing wrong. Suggest a show. We promise we'll watch it and we'll and we'll, we'll discuss it and, and I can't guarantee we'll enjoy it, but we will watch it. So, I, Chris, with, with your suggestion of Family Guy, that got me craving to watch more animation. And uh-huh. I happened to, I don't know how I came across this show, but, the you know, via my means, I grabbed the whole first season and I started watching it. And I'm going to say the first episode was the, I don't, worst sounds bad, but it wasn't the best of them. By the end, Angela and I have watched this season. By the end, I watched the whole season. Angela came in towards the tail end, and she had only watched like two or three episodes. And she turned to me at the end of end of one of them and goes, I really like this show, but I don't understand why I give such a shit about these characters. 
And that, to me, spoke volumes for a silly little cartoon. You truly give a crap at the end of this season. Now, with that being said, you guys, did you watch anything past episode one? No. Okay. No, episode one didn't really inspire me to watch much past it. Okay. Not that I hated it. I actually almost watched more of it today, but I'll I'll talk (laughs) more about that. By accident? No, I looked at it for a second. I looked at it for a second and thought, I should give this another. I'd like to give this another episode, but now I'm I'm busy. Uh, 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 And I fully understand that because, like, when you look at IMDb, like, they rate the episodes. All of them get like an 8.5. One of them hit like mid nines. This was the lowest rated one. But this was also the setup episode you got introduced to just about all of the characters you get the basis of the story you get their their sensibilities and the the line of humor um what did you guys think it was fine it definitely had pilot's disease you know it Mm -hmm. had too much to get it had a lot to get done and in the 22 minutes yeah so it didn't have a lot of time to like make me love it on top of setting up everything it was doing. It was weird. It was weird. It was really, really bizarre. Mm-hmm. I I felt like it, just my overall takeaway was I don't <laughs> dislike the only character in this show that I'm not fond of is the main character. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think a lot of it just had to do with the actor's sensibilities. Like the voice actor it just constantly seemed like it was like, okay, we've seen Rick and Morty, we've seen BoJack Horseman. Those shows are very, very successful, and they have characters that have a very specific cadence of speech. So let's make a character like that. Like This seems like a byproduct of people saw things that they liked, and then I can, I can do that, and I think I have an original idea for it. And so they kind of had an original idea going with this whole spacey situation but um i felt it just seemed like the main character was trying too hard uh to be funny by doing the screamy thing um and so i was kind of taken aback by that but okay other than that i i you know i thought the art was pretty neat it was a neat looking show um i uh, the opening liked- scene in itself like I rewatched it again today because I forgot how it actually opened. Opened because every episode starts with him in some sort of perilous situation in space. So it's that first two minutes of him and Hugh conversing about how he's going to die or he may not make it out or how much longer he has to live, kind of thing. But graphically, like the way this. Sh- episode started with all of the death and all of the destruction and the art style like that was like when that's what what first grabbed me about it because i am more of um like i i looked at the art for it beforehand and that's what attracted me to it and then it was it was i laughed quite a bit throughout this episode and throughout this show found out that Gary Goodspeed, which is the main character, and Mooncake are voiced by the same person, which I found quite funny. The it's 
the the original the the originality of it is that it takes place in space but it is the dopey lead character surrounded by everybody else that moves the plot along kind of thing and <laughs> shockingly as the, the 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 season progresses there are characters that like i re- like there i was there was one episode where i was nearly in tears because of of a situation with um avocado and we get introduced to his son later like i'm a, a, i'm a sucker for father son moments it's true but like this this show like hit all of the feels as well as for me as well as made me laugh at this just the sheer stupidity of it because that's what Gary is. Gary's just a dummy in a a ridiculous situation in every episode. I and that's and I enjoyed that. Is it reinventing the wheel? Not really. But it's it's better than other things that I have tried to watch as of late. And I mean, I don't know if that's a stellar recommendation, but I really did. I'm, I, I started watching the second season and, and continued on with this because I, I especially like halfway through this season, I was genuinely watching it for like what's going to happen next to move the story along. And for up until the end of the first season, I didn't want to look at the voice cast. I was trying to figure out who David Tennant voiced. <laughs> yeah, I did have to look it up. I had a I had a suspicion and my suspicion was right, but I wasn't it's, so sure tell. about it. That, yeah. I don't know. I I figured that one out pretty quick. Is it be, like is, was a process of elimination? No, I just kind of recognized him. Like I don't I, I don't know, it just it was something about the way he spoke like just kind of yeah, that that's that's tiny evil David Tennant. That's that's great. <laughs> um another surprise to me was Hugh was voiced by Tom Kenny. Hugh was the um, the voice of the ship, and I was so sure that was Wash. <laughs> so like for the entirety of the time, and then I I started watching like the end, like as opposed to skipping the end credits, I started watching. I'm like, he's not listed here. Mm-hmm. Who is that? And you know, it's it, SpongeBob. It's SpongeBob. <laughs> totally surprised the crap out of me. I picked up picked out John DiMaggio pretty quick. Yeah, I mean he is pretty recognizable. Yeah. Which one did you, what was John DiMaggio? He was a couple of different characters. I mean I don't remember who they were. Okay, like one was of them it was the main one of the cast? people that was. One of them was, was one, one of the, of the robots. Was, yeah, he was one of the robots, uh, and he was one of the guys that was like chasing after him in an earlier scene. Okay, okay, yeah, uh, that's. <laughs> yeah, but did he do his voice? Yeah. Okay. It sort of sounded yeah. yeah. Okay. It sort of sounded like him. I'm curious think, as to what he sounds like when he's actually trying to fake his voice or put on another <laughs> voice. I think the 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 comedy that worked best for me was um Gary kind of interacting with the the prison <laughs> elements of his situation. Kevin. Like the cookies the cookie thing actually did crack me up. It's like why would they put those cookies there? Like, that's just mean, but it's also hilarious because this guy's like kind of a dick. So he kind of deserves to have 
there's cookies sitting there tempting him and he's dumb enough to like screw himself over by trying to get one i mean kevin the little round robot what is it gary's deep space insanity avoidance companion yes i mean like that's like that's a funny concept that's a, a and the character in itself just pops in whenever it's necessary to irritate the hell out of gary but doing nothing truly irritating outside of you know smashing the cookies that he's not allowed to have or what like i do kevin when kevin is introduced gary immediately hates him and when i say immediately they they just get onto an elevator and seconds in an interaction he's like i i hate you i hate you already like that progresses throughout the entire that joke runs the whole season plus and the hugh character the ship itself like there's a story arc in him and 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 gary's interactions like it is surprising how much depth this little cartoon got by the end of the, the first season um you didn't get much of quinn which is his gary's love interest throughout the 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 show um but for me mooncake just the 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 cuteness and the the adorable little the 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 noises the little noise that he made that was going to be my quote except i couldn't remember quite what it was and then the giant laser beams that shoot out of his face like that <laughs> it's it was just it it just hit all of the right beats for me and then during the rewatch i had made a comment to, to angela about um avocado that they say avocado but it's spelled avocado um every time he is angry and like speaks like loudly or is yelling or he gets hit he makes a meow noise which like tickled me on because he is such supposed to be such the badass and and he is a a cat humanoid he's i don't even i don't even ventraxian or some yeah some made up word yeah he's 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 like i'm not a cat but he sounds like a cat he sounds like a cat he looks like a cat he's a cat but yeah i i was curious because I had watched a couple of episodes and then I got engrossed and I, and that's when I suggested this. Then I finished out the season. I knew I started watching this show with just half an eye because I was cataloging comic books or something. It was something on in the background that pulled me away from what I was doing. And that very rarely happens. Like I actually put things on to ignore them. I was curious as if it was because I had seen multiple episodes that I became engaged or was it the first episode and it it wasn't it wasn't the first episode this does suffer from from pilot's disease and it's a shame because it's actually it's quite enjoyable there's a lot of like there's a lot of there's a through line there's a lot of side stories there's a lot there's a lot going on and the lord commander who is the david tennant character um tiny little dude that's got big man's disease uh or napoleon's disorder wants to take over the universe kind of thing and our first 
interaction or our first introduction to him was his uh, someone he had captured just laughing at him because he's so tiny and then him breaking his body with his mind like that was some gruesome stuff and it was from a tight it was a an adorable little dude he gets really rough by the end of the end of the season like horribly so I, I was certainly surprised to see his name in the cast and there was another name that we all both went whoa he's a, oh it might have been dimaggio we're like fred armison no that didn't surprise me mm. um i think he'll do any whatever he wants yeah. to do yeah um but i just you know i didn't see this coming from david Tennant. it is a it is a an uncharacteristic kind of project for him uh just or at least it seems that way based on the pilot episode. Uh, Mostly again, because they'd never heard of it, you know? It's like... Well, yeah, it's, it's a, strange that you've never heard of a David Tennant project, or that either of us had never heard of a Tennant project. But it's also... I mean, again, this pilot just definitely screamed of TBS saying, okay, this is what's popular right now. These shows are doing well, well and they're inexpensive, so let's find somebody who can do this. Here's and our version of it. For it, I feel like if uh, once David Tennant lent his voice to it, that means that he's read more of this show than we have, and uh, so there's there's definitely more to it than what immediately meets the eye, mm-hmm. uh, which you know, I guess is to be expected. So yay! And and that, and that was the thing when when I suggested this, I felt that there was a strong possibility you were going to feel about this show the way I felt about BoJack Horseman, like. I understand why you like it and I understand why people like it. It's just not it's just not my cup of tea. <laughs> um but like this on the other hand, I'm going to continue watching this and it, and it probably will be something I revisit repeatedly because it's it's relatively fast-paced. It's only, you know, half-hour episodes and I was finding myself laughing over and over again. So well, I guess that's kind of the trick, like the same thing with BoJack Horseman is like and and I, I kind of, like, that's the reason I said to myself, yeah, I, I think I'll watch a little bit more of this because uh, it seems to me that this is the kind of show that um, you need to watch a couple of episodes to really get. Um, just like BoJack, that show doesn't that show doesn't sell well on a single episode. So, right. Uh, right. And, and, and that's a shame because, and I, I don't, I don't know how you, like, how you feel about like BoJack Horseman. Like, is it something that you feel like in later in your, you know, a year or two down the line, you're going to rewatch it over and over again, similarly to the way we have done with family guy or with arch. I know I've watched Archer repeatedly multiple times. Like it's it, this, I I don't know about over and over again, but I, it's like, and that's the thing. Like, I've watched the f- this the first episode of this show now three times, and I still laugh at all the points that I laughed at. I see something funny that I may have missed because it went by so fast in in the first or second viewing. Um, and as the episodes progress, I rewatching the first episode, having the history that I had with it so far, it it played differently for me, and. You could, you can see what they were trying to do in the beginning. Once you get further into it, it is unfortunate that pilot's disease is a thing. You know, having to, you know, 
vomit out as much of the 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 plot set up as they possibly can in a 22 minute span you know yeah get all exposition and whatnot but again i didn't hate it Mm -hmm. and i saw the potential which is yeah which is and that's how i I guess that's how i felt about it the 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 first viewing but due to the fact i was doing something else i had the ability to let the second and third episode play out and then i had to stop watching it because i was trying to do something else because i caught myself actually sitting there watching it so yeah it's one of those i i don't know when i'm gonna have the opportunity to watch more of this but i am interested in it mm-hmm. well i that's good enough for me um <laughs> i it's it's and that's all you can there's so much content available and when we start talking about the news there's so much more content coming out that is within our wheelhouse like to to find something rando that you could just throw on it's not it's not a thing anymore. Like now we have to actively seek out stuff because we don't want to miss it or we know it's coming out or like, yeah, it's not like you just turn on the TV and watch well, whatever something's already on. Mm-hmm. So like you're just choosing from a set of things that are already playing. It's like, well, you got to kind of yeah do stuff. And, and that's, and cord cutting has made that a, a thing. There's no more just, I don't know how I found this. I don't watch TBS. I don't. I'd never heard of it. I don't know how this fell into uh, on my radar, but it did. I'm happy about it. If I if if I was still watching regular TV, I probably never would have seen this, because yet again, it's it's TBS. <laughs> I don't know what is on TBS to say. Oh yeah, that's like this, or yeah, that's another show I watch on that channel. I was kind of surprised to see that it was a TBS show i don't know what else they they put out there that is like this it's not a you know like adult swim or or whatever um well you know they kind of go for irreverent whenever they can and or they they go for irreverent or they go for you know something that reminds you know, you of things that are successful elsewhere like adult swim started diving into some no it's not adult swim but like um they did that Angie Tribeca show, you know, they, mm-hmm. they do these kinds of things that are like, these are really good and people really like them, but not as much as the things that they're kind of like aping a little bit, Gotcha. but they've got quality content. So, you know, I, TBS wasn't an immediate turnoff. It was just like, all right, well, this might be a bit derivative, but sometimes that's not necessarily a bad thing. Mm-hmm. So I, I kudos on the use of the term aping by the way that is a fantastic crossword puzzle word um yeah and i don't want you to think that because it was a tbs i was turned off or anything like that i was just surprised because there i don't have like a history with their programming i might i it's just not an active one in my brain where like i know if i see oh this is done by adult swim or this is done by comedy central or or whatever i know or fx like i'm pretty sure i know what i'm gonna get if it says TBS, I, I really, I have no basis to, to figure out what's coming. So. Yeah, I mean, yeah, TBS is kind of a wild card. Like, some of their stuff is quality. Uh, some of their stuff is not mm. so quality. So, <laughs> they are a network. That's But, you know, I they, they, last night I had some time to myself, and I finally finished the first new season of Mr. Science Theater. So, I finally nice. moved on to the gauntlet. Nice. But that's like... That's how little time I get to actually watch TV by myself. Um, so, and yeah. and that's and you'll see, like I don't have the same. I'm not in the same family situation as you are. You 
you you got your kids, you got your wife, you got Karen, you got your husband, you got your your kids. Like you have to if you're choosing, you you actively choose very specific things to watch. I yeah, and like when the kids are around, I mean, number one, we try not to have them watch too much TV, and when we do watch TV with them, we try and like. You know, it has to be family friendly, mm-hmm. obviously. And Which then this is it has not. to hopefully like we're curating their young experience to like, you know, good stuff that we like. Right. Yeah, you know, they're watching Justice League right now, which is fantastic. And it's that amazing. is that is another thing that I am currently watching as I am do, like I am actively currently cataloging my comics yet again, and I'm doing it in my living room on my laptop with Justice League playing because I've seen them all multiple times. I could put that on, leave it on in the background, Every once in a while, pick my head up to look at it, go, ah, I remember this fondly, watch it for a minute or two, and then go back to what I was doing. Oh, you know, that's that's what we you know, that's what we do at work, but that's that's got to be... But it's got to be something I've seen already, you know? Yeah, yeah. you know, I'm currently doing a... I, well, I'm, I'm like minutes away from being done a, a Sifal and Ollie rewatch, and that's, you know, I could quote most of that show completely from memory. It's just... It's the way I, I this the way I roll. I'm crescent fresh like that. And and you are. It's the, and it's weird cuz I was um I thought like Firefly was a show like that for me. That I have I can't tell you how many times I've seen the series Firefly. But every time I like I thought like I I tried to fall asleep to it the other day and I couldn't mm-hmm. because I was actively engaged in it again. Yeah, that happened to me last time. I I did a Firefly rewatch relatively recently, and like, you know, some of the episodes because you and me, we, <laughs> you know, I used to have that show on all the time when we were at work together. Mm-hmm. Like, I would just put it on, and that's the way it rolled. Yep, because <laughs> uh, you know, I like to have stuff on while I'm uh yeah while I'm working at at the the old uh, video store there. <laughs> And it's and the opposite of that is Serenity, which is the movie that was based off of the show. I can't make it past twenty eight minutes. It's 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 like a beautiful sleep aid to me because that movie just lulls me right out. It's Pavlovian. Yeah, I have such an opposite reaction to that show. Oh. That show is like, well, I'm I'm awake now, <laughs> and it's not a negative. I love that movie. Yeah, no, I love that movie with all my heart and soul. It's like. I just I concentrate on that movie, and I've seen it. Oh, I that's the thing. I haven't seen it a billion times. I've listened to it a billion times, right. but it's one of those situations where it was. It's kind of the same thing with Sifl and Ollie. I played those. I recorded that off television, and I've listened to that more often than <laughs> actually watched it, and uh, like, like like a lot, like a whole lot. So I mean, you've mentioned Sifl and Ollie that least three times now i want you to know seeing as i have put it on the plex and i i i i don't think i've ever watched it full through because i love you not the biggest fan of that show because it is just a little too weird for me (laughs) (laughs) no one can blame you for that i mean that show's the fucking weirdest man yeah that show is all flavors of strange. Miss Angela and I tried to watch an episode, and I turned and looked at her as she was watching. Goes, what? What? What the hell am I watching? And I go, if you were to actively just try to explain it to someone, it it sounds like you're a crazy person just 
combining words together to try to make a coherent sentence. It just, it's not, it doesn't seem real. <laughs> but, hey. It, it's like a really weird podcast before podcasts were a thing. Yes, but Kinda, the yeah. visuals are what make it that much weirder. That is very true. Because if it was just it audio, puppets. I think it would be more palatable i guess well i i suspect that there will be more syphilinali in your future i'm so, uh, sure there will let's, be let's go ahead and uh, table that for now <laughs> so i've just i just wanted you guys to experience this if you if you do find you have a few extra minutes i highly suggest trying to get a couple more episodes in it is it be, it became a favorite of mine relatively quickly that i'm glad i i, I experienced it so with that um let's take a break we got some news to talk about um we do's it's 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 got a lot of things it it is the week after san diego comic-con so we got a lot of stuff to talk about from there there's also an award show coming out so so let's 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 break and when we get back we're going to talk some news all right stay tuned Are you enjoying the podcast you're listening to right now? Of course you are. But did you know that it's just one part of an entire network of geek-related goodness? Geekade.com is your one-stop shop for fresh original content no matter what your geek is. Each week you'll find articles and podcasts about comic books, horror movies, X-Men, music, video games, music in video games, Transformers, anime, TV shows, tabletop gaming, wrestling, beer, and more. And hey, if you want to help us create even more original content, please consider supporting us on Patreon. That's available at patreon.com slash geekade. What's your geek? Hey guys, Vestlord Dean DeFalco here to tell you that we have a Twitch. Uh, yeah, Geekade has a Twitch, and we are streaming at least once a week. Uh, every Thursday, we are on from 6 to 11. That's five solid hours of me failing at whatever game is uh, going on that week. You want to see me cry? Twitch.tv slash Geekade. You want to see me achieve a massive victory? Twitch.tv slash Geekade. You want to see me eat food? Mukbang right there. Twitch.tv slash Geekade. Guys, check it out. It's a lot of fun. We got emoticons. uh, We got sub badges. We got all sorts of stuff going on over there. And if you just want to pop in, say hi, give us a follow. You know we really do appreciate it. Trying to uh, spread the love, trying to spread Vestlore Global to a house near you, maybe even your house. So, guys, pop in, say hello, and we'll catch you next time on twitch.tv slash geekade. See you then, guys. Stay Vestly, keep playing games. Geekade is looking for some partners. If you have something you'd like to advertise on any of our podcasts, our powerful overlords are ready to talk to you. Send your proposal to mail at geekade.com with the words podcast ads in the subject line, and our diligent army of trained ants will put you in touch with the head of our advertising department. With a weekly audience that reaches well into the dozens, Geekade is the perfect place to get your ads into the ears of the right people. Once again, that's mail at geekade.com. Send your ad in today. And we're back. Thank you so much for checking out our commercials. Let's jump right into the news. First up from TVLine.com. 13 reasons why Netflix has removed the suicide scene um, from the first season. Uh, They announced that season three is coming. And they decided because of um, some 
research that was done that there was a spike in suicides in April of 2017. It was a 30% spike between in individuals from 10 to 17 years old. Um, and that was right around a month after 13 Reasons Why released. So they felt it was important to remove that that the it's it's what is it we believe this edit will help the show to do more the most good oh my screen just popped for the most people while mitigating any risk for especially vulnerable young viewers they came to the to the conclusion that the overall show is more important than any one particular scene and with the research that has come out, it's it makes sense. It seems like yeah, I feel like this is a good call. Yeah, I agree. I was, I understand why the scene was there in the first place. I mean, I, I have not seen the show, but I know what it's about. And understanding why it was there in the first place, but also like okay, but if this show was to be the success that you expected it to be, with the demographic that you expected it to be, it's kind of hard to not have foreseen this as a, a a potential problem you right. know right like you are marketing a show about teen suicide to emo teens who are you know and i don't mean to use that word disparagingly like the people that would be most interested in this show are people that would identify with the characters in it and uh it was kind of playing a dangerous game to begin with doing that but I also, again, you know, sight unseen, not having seen what the show actually portrays, it is, you know, the kind of thing that should be talked about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and that's and that's another quote from the article. We've heard from many young people that 13 Reasons Why encourage them to start conversations about difficult issues like depression and suicide and get help, often for the I first time. Yeah, and I'm glad it doesn't glorify that kind of stuff. But What it actually glorifies is trying to be nicer to each other which is it does it in a how dare you back back door kind of way that everything like you're better off being nicer to each other than being douchebags to each other and that's what the show really was about and unfortunate unfortunately that suicide scene it was a big deal back in 2017 um that seemed to be more important than what the show is actually about and now hopefully with the removal of that scene you actually can focus more on the important message the of actual the show message of the show yeah so that's that's it. i think it's a it's a good thing um next up from people.com uh emmy nominations the emmys are coming when yep I, when, when? Uh, i don't know month or two okay so this is the 71st primetime emmy awards they were announced tuesday um i i have a question karen because sure. i'm not 100 percent on how as i'm reading this list things mm-hmm. are underlined um hang on my well my connection catches up with okay. where you are it's it's only some of them and i I, it, they're not clickable. I I didn't understand why. 
Oh, those are the shows that are underlined. Oh, okay, that makes like a lot of sense. Like they you watch the show and there's actual underlines underneath them. It's just it's just all part of the show. It's a weird new thing that the kids are into. <laughs> it's called underlining. <laughs> Hashtag underlining. Ha yep. ha. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know. I just touched one and it linked to something else. So I think they are links. Maybe other. your links are broken. Yeah. Oh, now that I've clicked on the screen. <laughs> They are. Ah, apparently. Oh, this I, was a touch screen the whole time. <laughs> ah, no, it was one of those that I clicked on a link in another window <laughs> and it opened uh, it up and it So, okay. Um any big surprises here? Um I think the biggest surprise is how many shows we like got nominated. That's not a surprise. It is a surprise. I think a lot of times shows we like are more genre shows okay. that are under under recognized by uh, critics and, you know, award shows. Um, there's, you know, how many I'm is seeing the, uh... one, two, three, four out of the five, six, out of five, four out of the seven comedy series are stuff we watch, mm-hmm. um, and then one, two, three. Not as many of the drama series, but we're more comedy people than drama people. This is true, but the the the, the dramas are like they're obvious, and it makes sense to me. Like I don't mm-hmm. see any major surprises. Um, oh, certainly not. I mean, it's obviously a big year for game of thrones and i was reading somewhere else that like a lot of other shows kind of scheduled themselves to get out of game of thrones way so they didn't really get crushed by it yeah what it was what there was a ridiculous number what was was it in this article like 29 i feel like that was the number 29 nominations or something like that like yeah i'd buy it that's that's a lot good on them one of my favorite things about the emmy nominations that i read was um what do you call it? Uh, Gwendolyn Christie, who played Brienne on Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. uh, HBO submitted all their nominations for Game of Thrones, like, you know, whoever's performances and various things that they wanted to nominate. Mm-hmm. And she wasn't among them. Oh. So she submitted herself. Nice. And she got the nomination. Good. Good. That's how it should be. Yeah, she deserves it. I mean, she was great. She was? She was She was better than some of the other people. <laughs> That got nominated, in my opinion. So the seventy-first. Oh, the other exciting thing Ooh. that made me uh, that made me jump out of my seat um, when I, this was announced was that nailed it is nominated for outstanding <laughs> reality competition. I love that so much. The show's great and good for it for getting recognized for that. Yes. How many uh, nominations did uh, uh, the last season of Big Bang Theory get? Hold on. Uh, it's. I don't think it was eligible. Why? Why would it um, not be? Out of curiosity. I don't is know, it time but it doesn't. Is it it, t- yeah, there's a time frame that it has to air in, but um. Damn it! They're so not like, on here. We're not done. We're not done with uh, awards for that stupid show. I, I don't. I don't know. So. I'm sorry. I don't know the details about Big Bang Theory, but. It's not on here, so you're safe this year. Yay. So I put season 12 on the Plex, and I was flat out asked why, and I went, I was curious. It has lasted 12 seasons. I was trying to figure out why, and I watched an episode, and I still can't figure it out. Have you met people? 
Some, They're the kind but of I'd the like worst. to hang out with people that don't <laughs> like that show. Yeah, but you've met people like you yeah. work like in other like I, you work in the public. Yeah, you work realm. in the public. You've met people. You know what they're like, and they they look at that and they say, "Yeah, pile on more of that guy." Yeah. That's what nerds are like, and nerd making fun of nerds is hilarious. Well, always has been, always will be. The seventy first primetime Emmy Awards will air September twenty second at eight p.m. Yeah, like I said, in a month or two. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, they are at the Microsoft Theater in Los Angeles. Theater. Theater. Mm. All right. Next up, superherohype.com. Game of Thrones creators back out of Comic-Con panel. I don't even want to read. I've read this article. I don't even want to talk about it. I want to get. I want to t- hear why you, the two of you, think they backed out. Uh, because they were going to get crucified if they showed up. Yeah. <laughs> like... There's a 0% chance that that was because of a... Scheduling. Oh, no, yeah. It's a scheduling conflict. Yeah, sorry, it's we had San something Diego else Comic-Con. come up. San Diego Comic-Con. They set up their schedule to be there. Yeah, right. we had something else come up. That something else was not being yelled at because we Verbally really throttled. didn't do a great job. Like, I enjoyed the final season of Game of Thrones, but there, there's no way to look at it and not realize that, yeah, they didn't do a great job wrapping it up. That could have been a lot better mm-hmm. and this coming from somebody who did enjoy it mm-hmm. i liked the show i liked the ending more or less like i was cool with it but yeah they really screwed the pooch on that one like they took it out back and had their way with it in ways that should get them arrested you know <laughs> i saw another article related to this where it was like watch this video of um oh god i'm gonna mess his name up Nicolaj Coster Waldau that plays um, Jamie. Okay. They're like, watch him get booed on stage at the Comic Con panel. And like, it, the way it was framed was like, the entire crowd turned on him and like chased him out Clickbait. with a pitchfork <laughs> torch. And then, like, literally, he said, yeah, I thought the way my character's en- character ended was fitting, and one person in the audience booed. And then he said, well, there's always one person. <laughs> And it was like, that was, I'm uh, like, damn it. Come on, guys. Like, enough yeah. with the clickbait bullshit. Yeah, well. I, I, so to summarize the article, they are claiming scheduling conflict. We all know that mm-hmm. that's not true. Yeah. Baloney. Like, other people, like uh, the, the guy who played Jorah and the girl who played Miss Ende also backed out due to scheduling conflicts. That I buy. They're working actors. Yes. If yeah. their project needed them, they needed to like they need to go work. Right. But these guys have too much power to be like, sorry, can't make it. <laughs> oh, I left my ticket in my other pants. I can't come in. <sighs> How many pants do you have? How many? Truly. Comicbook.com brings us this bit of information. Karen, the Cybermen are returning. Yep. And see, like that, I expected this next line series to take darker and scarier turn with Frankenstein's creator. That sort of surprised me. Why? I it. Were you expecting like sunshine and lollipops out of no, Frankenstein's creator? I, I, no, 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 no. <laughs> that it's it's specifically tying into something of real history. Like, I always thought that, like, the doctor was around things, like, he saw them happen. The way this is being presented is is as though the Cybermen are 
shaping Mary Shelley's interactions. Like they oh, are, are they the supposed reason. To be in the same episode. What's that? Ter- oh, Frankenstein's okay. creator. No, yeah. I did. I didn't read that right. I didn't realize they were going to be in the same episode. Oh yeah. Apparently, it's be from what I'm reading. Uh, involves the Cybermen inspiring Mary, Mary Shelley to write Frankenstein. <laughs> you know, that's kind of funny to me because um, I feel like whoever created the Cybermen was probably influenced by Frankenstein. Yeah, yeah. it's a similar so, story. it's kind of cute <laughs> what they're doing there. Now, I am not current. Is it uh, like how... I don't know. I'm asking the wrong person, but how is it going? How how did they do? It's going great. Okay, the, the, the show's great. It's freaking awesome, and <laughs> haters can line up to the left. Um, <laughs> and I think this is great. I know that you know some people are pissed about this, that, or the other thing. I'm not going to go off on a friggin' tangent about it, but uh, um, I think a, a darker turn for this doctor makes sense. Okay. Um, and, uh, and I'm happy to see the Cybermen. It's been a while. It's been, it's been long enough. Yeah, it has been a while since we've seen the Cybermen. What's the last Cybermen? Two years, they're saying, um, with, uh, Capaldi? Yeah, it was was the... Yeah, it was the one where Bill was essentially the first one, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that. That was was pretty good. That was fucking serious, man. (laughs) So, yeah, we're getting more classic villainy from, uh, from the Doctor, and as we said when we watched that uh, other one, the New Year special, once we saw what they did with the Daleks, they are free to take on any classic villain they want. Agreed. Well, and 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 that's what. And I was thinking about that. They, it was an, it was such a twist with the the Daleks. I had a really good take on it. Yeah. I'm curious as to what they're going to do with the Cybermen. I really do like this show with new showrunners. Yeah. Just not. No, no one's no one's moffeting. They're just uh, make make some good TV. No more moffeting. Nice. All right. Deadline.com. Marvel's Agents of Shield to end after season seven. I'm okay. Was this news? But because I, I saw this again today, like it was announced at Comic Con or something. Like I thought we knew this already that they were like. So I was under the impression that they thought it was going to end in five. They got a six, and now they're getting a seven and saying we're it. That's it. We're done. Yeah, I think the last news was they're getting six and seven, and now this news is we're we're getting ending. six and seven, and that's it. Oh, see, I guess I misunderstood the original news. I thought that's what they were saying that they're getting six and seven, and then that's it. Yeah. I, my my understanding was is that they're getting six and seven, possibly an eight or whatever. I see how far they could take it, and now they're saying no, we're taking seven, and we're gonna end our story there. I think that's I, I think that's it's it's about time. The show mm-hmm. is a uh, you know f- to a pretty natural conclusion. I think. Now, are you guys current? No, we haven't watched any of this season yet. Okay, so this season is five. No, six. Yeah, no, five, six. Wait. Five, six. Okay, so this we're season is definitely numbered. <laughs> so we're in six now, and this is the season where Clark isn't. Yes, there he is. Sort of not Coulson. He's not Coulson. Okay, he's there. He's just not, not Coulson. Coulson. That's why I said it questioningly. Okay. Well, that's another bit of info from Comic Con. That's see. 
like we get a plethora of news, but to call it a Comic Con, this should be San Diego TV Con. I like that better. Hey, there was there was actual comic book news at Comic Con this what, year. Was there? Yeah, Marvel announced a bunch of stuff about the the X Men and whatnot, which was pretty cool. Oh, cool. I, I I I don't pay attention to any of, like, I don't the 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 good stuff rises to the top. So for like, I needed to look at this because you know it's for the show, and I'll pay attention to this. But I don't look at San Diego or even New York Comic Con exclusive you know releases because it's normally about television and movies, and I'll just it doesn't matter what they tell me. I'm gonna watch it. So. Mm-hmm. But that's that's yeah, cool. it was it was pretty fun. We'll get to like at least to my opinion the most exciting news of the uh, news of there. But there was some uh, some good some some good stuff happening in, in comic books that I care about. I might start reading some X Men books. Nice. I'll I help. might take another swing at it because I love the X Men. I always have, <laughs> and I fell out. But uh, there's looks like they they released a number of books. They don't seem to be all like. You know, here's the red team, the blue team, the yellow team, the plaid team, the platinum team, the gold, Pokemon silver. blue team, whatever. Uh, gold, silver, heart gold. Eggnog. Eggnog. <laughs> I'm um, sorry. Sword and shield and... Exactly. Halberd. Uh, you have to, like, read all of them to get the story. It's like they seem relatively segmented. In fact, just the regular book, X-Men, is probably the least enticing to me. Hmm. Well, Excalibur looks pretty cool. It's got Gambit and Rogue on the team. <laughs> I love me some Gambit and Rogue. Well, speaking about comic book information, uh, Gizmodo lets us know that Kara's ditching her skirt in her new Supergirl costume. Yeah, did you see the trailer today? No, I didn't. I yeah. w- I will watch that. What I did see was this this picture from Melissa that does not look like Melissa. Right? It doesn't look right. like her at all. Bangs, you guys. Fucking bangs no, can change no, your entire no, face. I, I, well, yeah, it changes the freaking face. Like, I kept looking at it like her Who face does girl? not look like her face. Like, is that the stunt double? I feel like it's the stunt double. <laughs> Cause like these I watched them. Her, these I watched are the stunt the doubles. And, yeah. So she, looked, she ditched like her in the trailer. She ditched the red skirt. She's now wearing blue pants, but the same boots because those boots work with any outfit. Um, it's more akin to the Superman New Fifty Two New Fifty Two yeah. costume. If if I'm not mistaken, the Superman costume that they showed in this show as yes, well. Yes, it looks like that too. So and I think this is great. Yeah, um, the outfit is f- fine. Yeah, it's it's makes sense. I mean, not only is it fine, like it's fine as a superhero outfit, but like I've long been against <laughs> women superheroes having to wear skirts as a part of their costume just because they're women. Like, not all women. Like, just take a look around you and tell me how many women around you are actually wearing skirts because it's not all of them. I just like the it's fact like, that she's not wearing heels. Be- That's also good. Because That's not practical. We were watching episodes of Chuck recently and she is a badass, but I don't understand how she could be as much of a badass in the heels that she wears constantly. Mm-hmm. Constantly. Um So she does have the flat boots, but she still has her hair down, which is a point of contention with me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So new costume, new hairdo. It's all good. Makes sense. I like it. Um, we didn't. There's no news about this, but she is making an appearance in uh, the new Kevin Smith movie. 
Yes. Jane Silent Bob reboot. Reboot. And she is she is um <laughs> Chronic. She's playing the character of Chronic. That's amazing. <laughs> She is standing in for Jason Mewes. That is fantastic. I'm pretty psyched about that whole movie in general. Me too. I watched the trailer. <laughs> All right. Next up, uh, this is a the trailer. It's a YouTube video. The trailer for um, His Dark Materials, season one. Mm-hmm. Looks pretty good to me. Yeah. Looks. I, I never saw The Golden Compass. Uh, didn't <laughs> think it looked all that great. Heard it was kind of crappy. This looks pretty cool. I'm actually actively angry that I never read these books after seeing this trailer. Because I think, like, young me would have been like, this is my jam. But somehow it got by me. So I'm not going to lie. This also made me feel that way, that I felt like I should have read these books. As well as later on, there was an, there's another article which, surprisingly, I did not read. I should have read the books, and I didn't. So we'll talk about that in a minute. But this dark um materials is <laughs> official trailer wait we're not doing i'm not doing that right um everybody's looking like manuel that was a nice surprise at the end i was like oh lynn he's great 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 stuff i am going to check this out um i don't so i do you think that HBO is is putting their eggs into this basket because of the lack of eggs from their previous baskets? Yes. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> okay. This is the, well, Game of Thrones is gone. This is something, I mean, this isn't going to scratch that itch That's for most what I, people. That was going to be my next question. <laughs> but, I mean, I'm sure there are people who this will scratch said itch. Mm. Interesting. I just, I... Yeah, judging by my Twitter, there are lots of people who are excited about this. Good. Good, because it looks great. I, I am I am engaged in yet another HBO show. It's funny because like one of my favorite parts of just kind of being on social media during Comic-Con, it was watching West Coast celebrities fangirl out because mm-hmm. Lynn was there and he's usually a New York guy. Right. Um, and I was like, why is he there? Oh, he's there for that, his Dark Materials thing. And then, surprise, he also turned up at the DuckTales panel. Yay, DuckTales. Um, I'm oh, watching boy, that as well. Why didn't I post that? And then on top of that, uh, I saw on Twitter today that him and Ben Schwartz, his uh, co-star from DuckTales, went around the Comic-Con floor like in masks. You know, <laughs> nice. Just uh, well incognito. Done. So. Yeah, that was a piece of news that I didn't post on here that I saw. Um, uh, friend Adrian uh, sent me this image of DuckTales for, I guess, season three. Mm-hmm. But season two hasn't finished airing yet, mm-hmm. which, come on, man. Finish that, finish airing that season. I want to watch it, darn it. <laughs> I'm watching season one currently, and I got up to the Gizmo Duck episode. I, oh, nice. So many things. Like, so, it's such a good show. The um, uh, So... I haven't watched any of season two yet, but the image that they showed for season three is basically like, did you see this image, Evan? Not that I'm aware of. All right. So it's like, 
It's basically the Disney afternoon. It's I remember <gasps> we talked like a while ago. About, I just got to like, chill the, and I'm not 100% sure where you're going with it. But okay, continue. There was Tailspin characters. Fuck you. There's I'm sorry. Rescue, <laughs> Rescue Rangers characters. We talked a while ago about them doing something with the three Cobleros. That was on this. Like Darkwing Duck, Gosling, Goof Troop. Like apparently they're just incorporating somehow the entire Disney afternoon into, into DuckTales in the future. And it's like. Okay. Side, wow. side note, watching one of the episodes of DuckTales, I think it was the Gizmo Duck episode. Um, Launchpad is talking to one of the kids, and the, one of the kids is watching television, and they were watching an episode of Darkwing Duck, but it was the original <laughs> animation on their television. Yes, yes, yes. I, I thought remember that, that was such a nice Easter egg for, like, come on, that's well done. Good job, show. It Good really, job. I, I love that they've basically made, you'll get this reference, they've basically made Darkwing Duck the Grey Ghost. Yes. And that's apparently how that's going to come up later, is they're, they're going to meet the actor who played Darkwing Duck. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm so stoked to watch season two, because I loved season one. I loved the way season one ended, and I can't wait to see what happens next. I already know that the... They do a whole bit that involves the moon music from the DuckTales NES game, which is like, uh, that's going to that's going to kill me when I see it. Uh, so I'm so excited. I don't watch it. All I can say to you guys is that sometimes some crimes go slipping through the cracks, but these two gumshoes are picking up the slack. Oh. God Almighty, such it's, it's good times, good times. Guys, did we all grow up with this? It's, yes, we absolutely did, we did, and it's awesome. All right, let's let's keep going. Um, HollywoodReporter.com brings I, news that I am extremely pleased with. Brandon Roth to play Superman again in the Arrowverse crossover. Now, did we post the second half of that story? I it which what uh, I don't know. Hold on, I'm scrolling. No, I don't think so. No, it's okay. What was the second half for you? How it was announced? He is not playing Superman. No, he's playing Red Sun Superman. Oh, is it Red Sun Superman? Yeah, he opened he uh, opened up his shirt at the panel and no, had I thought it was I thought it was he opened up his shirt and it was uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths Superman, the old Superman. No, 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 it was Red Sun. I'm 99% sure. I mean, feel free to fact check uh, me. I'm not near a computer right now, but I'm pretty sure that was Red Sun. Red Sun is the swast the the sickling, right? I I know that was the logo <laughs> on the book. Is I feel like I mean maybe I'm reading it wrong, but Oop, I mistyped Brandon. I have no input on this because I don't know what you fuckers are talking about. But so okay, in Crisis on Infinite Earths, a number of different super characters show up of the same make, just different models. Okay, so a number of Superman, a number of other characters, but they were all slightly different. There was an uh-huh. older, uh, time beaten <laughs> Superman who, you know, gray-haired, and he had this logo on his chest that was red and, and, and black. Uh, that's Christopher Reeton. Brando. Motherfuck. 
That does. I mean, if now I'm remembering correctly, that that does sound like the logo that was there. But I feel like I read that it was supposed to be that he's playing Red Sun Superman. Uh, I just think it's great he's playing Superman. Yeah, me too. He was a great Superman. So we're we'll returning to Superman. Let's see what this says. Oh, I mean, the crossover that the the in the Arrowverse this year is Crisis on yeah. Infinite Earths. Yes. That much I know. Brian's. I'm looking at another. See, like, there's so... Oh, man, oh, Shev, it's so many articles right now. And it, and what's killing me is there's, like, someone didn't take a picture. Like, that's what I haven't seen, is him opening up his shirt, where that's just... Yeah, Brandon Roth is going to play Kingdom Come Superman in Arrowverse. So, Kingdom Come Superman. So it's the red logo, and it's where it's yellow, it's black. Okay, sides of his head are gray. He's older. Um, it it's one of my favorite Superman characters. Like, there's been a, a number of them. You know, Robot Superman and Young Superman, um, Red Sun Superman. If I'm not mistaken, has this ha- yeah, it's a hammer and sickle. Yeah, it's the hammer and sickle. Yeah. Where, I'm trying to figure out where I read it. They somewhere must have misreported that it was Red Sun because it was like him standing there with his shirt open and like I know which with the logo you're talking about. That's the one, uh, the not the not the Red Sun one, the the Kingdom Come one. But they said Red Sun on it. Yeah, that that was that just bad misreported. News. Yeah, yeah, and that don't get me wrong, Red Sun storyline was great, but that's it's not. In line with... They just Christ. did that on Supergirl, basically. Did they? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They did with the evil... <laughs> I like to think of that as the um, the drunken Superman from... What was that? Superman 2? Where he's flicking the peanuts at the glass. Anywho, I was ecstatic to see that he's... Like, when he was first announced to be in Legends, I always... I, I liked him as Superman. And I, I thought he was great as Superman. It was not the best written Superman movie that he was in, but I no, thought he but did. it was a fun movie. And when he was Supermaning, that dude was Superman. He was, when like, he was Supermaning, he was Supermaning, and when he was Christopher Reeving, he was Christopher Reeving, and that's what I wanted. Yeah, did a good job. He did a great job, and I cannot wait to see what they come up with this because he's going to. Uh, my understanding is he is uh, playing both characters mm-hmm. um where did that go oh you're 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 dinging i'm trying to, i'm trying to paste this <laughs> link i found the picture and like so i go and i open up open it up and i hit copy uh, not doing it, is it and then i hit paste and it just pastes these words and not a link well i hate everything well it is what it is we are getting that is what it is many superman like even um many much superman what's it? tyler tyler i can't what's his last the dude who, yeah the dude who plays superman, superman for supergirl he is going to be in it as well like i am and he's great too yeah he does a very good job as well so i want to see all of this i'm me too i'm good with all of this all of the this all right where i lost my place <laughs> great news if you haven't heard it yet, I mean, we are slightly behind, but Deadline.com, 
Veronica Mars season four makes surprise debut on Hulu a week in advance. So it's this out honestly now. blew my mind. We all started yelling I at each other. Freaked the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. I did not see this coming. I should have. Cause like, I don't know if it's done. Why not put it on? Right. But, uh, and the, yeah. the unfortunate part is both on, of us, on. both households started Stranger I did. Things I, uh-huh. <laughs> and had to put that bad boy on hold. Not only that, but I, st- I had been doing a rewatch and I think a lot of people, a lot of, a lot of my friends that I've talked to who are interested in this show are, got screwed up the same way. They're like, I was only halfway through my rewatch. What the fuck? Yeah. I, and like, I, you know, I did another one recently, so it doesn't. Yeah, it's no skin off my ass. The but, uh, the the announced Karen, um, it is your pick this week. So whatever show you pick this week will determine if Angela and I watch this season of Veronica Mars together. Uh, <laughs> so just let just throwing that out there. <laughs> if it weighs your choices, oh it. But come on, good choice. Uh, they announced it at San Diego just makes a whole lot of sense get it out there people watch it and they're watching the hell out of it so and there's already like news about like interviews about what happened in season four. Oh no i don't want to hear i don't wanna exactly hear. like i don't want to hear it either <laughs> but so like you need to watch this as fast as you can yeah yeah I know. yeah like i feel like we're somewhat safe in stranger things right now like yeah, that, that there seems to be a general like okay, we're letting people go on this one. We're not going too crazy with the spoilers, but I feel like Veronica Mars fans are yeah they've already finished it. Yeah, <laughs> they've already finished. They were waiting longer for it. It's yeah. true. It was more highly anticipated. So there it is, and it is good so far. It, yeah, we so watched so the first so one. Good. good. Yeah. Good. 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 All right, EW.com brings us the news that Archer will be returning for a season 11. Um, mm-hmm. And he's waking up. Yup. Which is great. Yup. <laughs> that was a very bad Lana Kane impression. So there, it is a hell of an interview, but uh, they're going back to their roots, if you will. Um, mm-hmm. They're not sure what the the agency will be called but they're going back to their their no more theme seasons their spy stuff and apparently they are putting a twist on the archer character by making it seem that he is human and that being asleep for three years will do a number on your body mm-hmm. so he's going to be borderline cripple <laughs> with a super cane i'm i'm intrigued I will watch this. Yeah, I think uh, they went to the theme seasons because they had kind of run the gamut of like the regular spy story seasons, and which they now, admit to it became boring. Right, and then they, you know, now have let the theme seasons run its course, but it's opened up, you know, this new story window in their regular continuity. Which is I it's. I love I love the show. <laughs> Me too. And I'm just glad that it's coming. Uh did the, is this there was this is not one of those this is 11 and done, right? They didn't say that. Uh I don't know. Uh they I don't think they said it whether it's done. 
So that was the thing. It might have ended after the 10th season, but seeing as they got the 11th season and they're re-energized, if they get a 12th, they're going to continue. So right. there it is. Good stuff. I I like, you know, animation is, is, is good. Speaking of animation, um, this next one, this it's a YouTube trailer for uh the what is disney jr um the rocketeer yeah this is pretty weird um it was cute it's a retelling of the rocketeer story uh, but this time it involves a little girl and she's and a dog and a dog adorable dog um and she seems to be more in control of becoming the rocketeer unlike the storytelling of the original Rocketeer, which was, you know, hapless pilot somehow gets a rocket attached to his back. Mm-hmm. So uh, it looks cute. It does. I'm curious. I'm curious. The original Rocketeer movie is one of my favorite movies. It is. Like possibly top five, definitely top ten. Um, I absolutely adore that movie. I've gone back and read all the comics and... I really enjoy the comics as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a pretty wild reimagining of that. Like, they're not going to be able to tell the same stories because nope. it seems to be set in contemporary America. Um, there's clearly not going to be a love interest uh, since she I, is a like how much know, crime fighting girl. can the little girl do as well? Like that was well in a Disney Junior show. There's probably not going to be a ton of crime fighting. It's probably going to be more if 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 my interpretation of Disney Junior is correct. It's probably going to be a lot more like problem solving and you know adventure friendship friendship and whatnot. Uh, this show is clearly not aimed at me, and I'm fine with that. Uh, <laughs> it's just a, it's an interesting license to aim at like to do this with but i think it kind of works um you know i'm sure there are some angry dudes who are big rocketeer fans like this is what i want you ruin the rocketeer blah blah blah. i mean i haven't seen or heard any of them yet because you know whatever i'm not paying attention the news just came out give them time yeah they have to absorb all the marvel news that released that they're getting mad at and yeah they'll work their way over to um, disney I, I, my my biggest question out of this is: Does Disney not own the rights to that theme song anymore? I don't know because it seems strange for them to not use that theme song in this. Uh, you know, just that Rocketeer theme. But I know it got used for Disney used it for a ton of different things after the Rocketeer, and I think it got licensed to something something else on a more solid basis. So I'm not really sure, but. It seems strange for them to not use that theme song because it's such a good one. It is. But, uh, I think it, it looks is. cute. I think this is a, a a good way to reinitiate children into this story. It's a good brand. I would still, you know, I don't really feel like I. I, I, I have, part of me thinks like, yeah, I'd love to see a new movie, but there's nothing really wrong with the old ones. No, so. no the old ones stand up. So. They they do hold up, which is great. So, yeah, I'm I'm okay with it. I'm not I'm not upset at all. I feel like this is something you're going to end up watching with Ellie. Definitely. I mean, I'll I'll show it to her and you know see if she likes it. I'll keep watching it. But um, <laughs> I I think it's a cool way of introducing that character to little kids, and it's such a good name. It Rocketeer. is. It is. So 
And I like that they're keeping sticking with the airfield. Like the dog's a bulldog. There's always been bulldog imagery uh, related to it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we'll see. Same style. Well, sort I of. I really hope that like there's a grandpa character that I'm plays sure PB. I'm sure there will be. And I hope it's voiced by Alan Arkin. That's never going to happen, but like that would be awesome. Oh, that's that. It looks looks it looks like they're doing it right. So that's good. Um, next up, tour dot com. We get a proper trailer for Picard. Oh my goodness! A completely different oh trailer than goodness than the first teaser we saw. This actually looks mildly upbeat and hopeful. So. Chris. And interesting and fun and <laughs> very Firefly-ish. Uh-huh. Like, like okay, like you're really just going to do the whole, like, you know, girl with super sort of powers and grizzled old war veteran takes her in and pro- tries to protect you. Just, you're just, you saw Firefly and you thought it was good, <laughs> so you decided to Star Trek the crap out of it. And I'm cool with that. <laughs> I am all for Picard being Malcolm Reynolds. <laughs> Uh, Picard no, man, this, as Malcolm Reynolds. I like that. Th- this this trailer really really hit me hard because I have a huge nostalgic connection to Star Trek uh, ne- Next Generation in particular. I used to watch that with my dad, and uh, I've always loved the character of Jean Luc Picard, and I love the characters in the Star Trek you know the Next Generation. Even though the show, you know, going back to rewatch from time to time, like I've caught a couple of old episodes and been like. Yeah, this was this was definitely made when this was made. But uh, yeah. was Seven of Nine in that show? I don't think so. I thought Seven of Nine was from Voyager, another, right? I thought that, but I am that not was Jerry the, Ryan, right? Yes. That's who that was. I'm pretty sure. Oh yeah, that's she's Voyager. She, she was that was Seven of Nine. That was Jerry Ryan, and I thought that was from a previous version, but then. I thought I might have been wrong because they they showed imagery of uh, data, 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 yeah, data. So then I thought maybe my timelines got skewed because he was from. Well, Voyager doesn't take place like in a totally different timeline. I've think, well, I mean, I sure. thought it was time frame, like yeah, not time. Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure Voyager. I mean, I'm not super up on my Voyager, but I'm pretty sure Voyager took place, like, not very long after, if not at the same time as DS9, at least. Okay. Like, Picard was still captaining when when Voyager took place. Okay. I, it looks yeah, interesting. So I've, no, I've never been from, interested from in a Star Trek Voyager. property before. So, But this looks great, it doesn't looks great. It? Oh, my God. I'm so excited. It looks great. I've I have I put you know, right we heard a bunch of good stuff about Star Trek Discovery but mm-hmm. you know it's stuck on it's exiled to the you know pay CBS more money app and I just don't feel good about that but um and, and it, it didn't interest me enough to be like all right well I mean I I never even finished watching Enterprise and I dug Enterprise but I never finished watching that one so I'm not like drooling all over myself to get to this show, especially since I'd probably be watching it by myself. But this Picard show, nothing's going to stop me from watching that. I am so into it. Good. Good. I'm glad that has tickled you. Karen, you're the one who actually posted this. Are you? I have no connection to TNG. Gotcha. Like, none at all. I I very tangential connection to Star Trek. I'm not anti-Star Trek, certainly. But it was just never a thing for me. 
Um, I, the original series and the movies is pretty much where I gotcha. live in the Star Trek universe, if at, if at all. All right. I was just curious. So, uh, you're pleased, Chris. I'm happy. That's that's all that matters. Um, TheWrap.com brings us the next one. Uh, the Witcher showrunner says Netflix series will never adapt the video games. And with my history of The Witcher, I went, then what the hell are they adapting? And apparently there are books. <laughs> I didn't know there were books. <laughs> that's why I clicked on this story in the first place. I'm like, oh, what? they're just like using the name and oh there's a book series i didn't realize until i read this article that um in, in fact the uh what's it uh oh come on brain you can do this um the video games are a sequel to yeah. the books like they tell this storyline that's a sequel to the books that's uh that's neat yeah i did not know that that you would be the second time this day. week that i was like oh shit i should have read those books because that looks like they're right up my alley so there you go. There, if they allegedly, if the showrunners veer away from the original stories vis-a-vis Game of Thrones, they will not take the material from the video games. And I wonder why that is. I don't know. Maybe different licensing. Games, I, I beats me. I know that the video games are why a lot of people are going to watch this. Because the video games are immensely popular. Yes. And uh, but they, I like, suspect there's going to be some folks that are going to be like, well, this isn't the story of the games. Because I don't think we're the only ones who didn't know that this was a book series as far as like in the world of video games, you know? But if I'm, the games are a continuation of the books, it's more more story for those that know the video games yeah they'll be like oh this is a prequel to the video games like well kind of yeah. <laughs> you're you're not entirely wrong i, I I'm, I'm actually kind of stoked because uh i've never played the witcher it's always seemed like the kind of thing that's not really my cup of witcher mm-hmm. um my particular brand of violence uh as far as the games are concerned they're very open worldy and Elder Scrolls Oblivion is at least what I've had in my brain, but, you know, it's been pretty highly praised for a very long time, and it is coming to the Switch this year, so maybe I'll jump in. It's you know, I really enjoyed Breath of the Wild. You know, I might take a swing at it and add it to my immense backlog, but uh, this show... The, you know, the story of the Witcher and the characters of, is it Harold? Geralt? How do you pronounce it? I don't Gerald. know. What, you know, Fred, uh, we'll that guy, <laughs> he is a, he's supposedly Superman. a very interesting and cool character. So, yeah, I'm, I'm a monster interested. hunter. So, that's, that's good. Yeah. He had like glowy eyes or something or I like no idea. dark eyes at the end of the trailer. I was like, oh, he's got some kind of some kind of fancy powers. That that looks kind of fancy. I'm interested in fancy. So the whole thing made me feel fancy. And, and uh, there are books. You can add to your pile that, that you are, need to read. Right, Chris? Yeah, no, I'm yeah, yeah sure. I'm I'm huge <laughs> into books. I read all the books. Big reader, right? Big reader. Um so yeah. That was a surprise. That was that was an interesting take, or uh, uh, like seeing that going. Oh shit! There, what that? Okay, they didn't come up with an original idea, and then the show is making the original idea more accessible. Okay, I'm all right with that. Let's let's see what let's see what they do. Okay, let's make it happen. Go. Yeah, sign me the heck up. Good for you guys. 
Next up, comicbook.com. Hey, remember that show Doom Patrol? They're they officially getting they a Brendan Fraser in it. He was a robot. Yeah. And Alan Tudyk. We're getting a season two. Yay. Yay. Keep Alan Tudyk employed. Not that he's having any trouble with that right now. That's a- true. I mean, they did cancel the tick, though. Okay. Rotten bastards, every last one of them. Every, he's amazing on that show. Every he's amazing last on every show. So, yeah. They were kind of worried that they were going to get renewed because of the whole Swamp Thing debacle and then DC, you know, going Disney and or Warner Brothers streaming, I should say. And so it's all cool. They're, they're getting a season two. I may watch season one now. I totally forgot that this was a show. I did, too. And I heard it was pretty good. I did as well. So they have. And what I liked about this article is like. They actually said, hold on, scrolly, scrolly. We have over 50 years of current and Silver Age and Bronze Aged Doom Patrol comics, which really have been a lifesaver and an absolute repository of some of the most wonderfully bizarre and crazy ideas. That means they're sticking with the source material, and that is the right thing to do. And it's strange to say that about a DC property, you know, like yes. the right thing. To, they're doing the right thing in a DC property. Like, huh, hmm. wonders never cease. <laughs> Next up, cordcuttersnews.com. AT&T and Netflix announce a new partnership to sell you another box. So this one is AT&T, Netflix, DirecTV Now, and it's a set-top box for... So you don't have to get cable. You can just plug in your internet, and then you can get DirecTV and AT&T and Netflix. That's cool. Who's supplying the internet? I'm going to assume your local internet provider. And that's why I can't get it. (laughs) It's not helping with the internet, but it's making it so you go out and buy. So, I mean, I don't understand how it's cheaper. I guess maybe because the internet lines are that I don't know. It's just another piece of equipment that they're trying to sell as the cord cutters savior. And very few people are actively true cord cutters. They are still spending a lot of money for television. Yeah, there's not a lot of people actually up there with pliers cutting cords. Very true. They make it impossible. It's yeah. Yeah. I remember having cable for like three years and never turning it on because I got a better deal on my internet. That's how Mm -hmm. they get you. You know, the thing that you actually need. What? The internet. Yes. I need. Oh, I see. Yes. Yeah. Everybody needs the internet. And now I can watch DirecTV, which is a satellite service on the internet. Stop it. TrekkieMovie.com brings us more information about Orville. Wait, what? <laughs> so Yeah, I thought that was a little weird, too. But, like, all right, the Star Trek website is uh, following the Orville. Yeah, go team. So, <laughs> Orville is it. moving to Hulu for season three. Makes sense. There was a, a buyout of some sort. Like, it was a Fox show, but now Fox was purchased by Disney, and Disney owns Hulu. So let's just put the show that wants to curse a lot on Hulu, right? Follow the bouncing ball. Makes sense. We're yeah, yeah. That adds up. People like that show. 
I'm not one of them, but you know, good good for them. We tried. We did. We try. did, and you know what? I'm you know maybe it's one of those things that you stick with it for a long time and it gets all wonderful, but I don't know. <laughs> Ain't nobody got time for that. Yeah, seriously, who has the time? <laughs> I've got this 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 spacey show to watch, and you know I want to find out what happens to the, the adorable green guy, and I don't remember there being an adorable green guy on the on the Orville. No, so, you know, there wasn't. No adorable, no adorable green guy, no sale. <laughs> it's mooncake. God damn it. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, if you're interested in the Orville, it's it's going to be on Hulu. So you're going to have to spend six to twelve bucks to get that now, depending on how much you can tolerate commercials. So yeah, therap.com brings us the out of left field news that um, Burt Ward's going to be in the Crisis on Infinite <laughs> Earths crossover. Yeah, like huh? so uh, for some of you who may what? not know. Back in 1960, there was a Batman television show that featured... In the 1960s. It wasn't in 1960. (laughs) That featured... It's old. It ain't that old. That featured both Batman and Robin. Robin was played by a young man named Burt Ward. That dude is still alive, and he is going to show up on the Arrowverse. I don't know how they're going to shoehorn him in. (laughs) I mean, it's Crisis on Infinite Earth. They could do anything. He could be like grown up, like super grown up Robin from the Batman sixty six show. We don't know. They could they could play that game. It's true. I'm like not gonna lie. This is one of the more curious inducing things that I've read this week. I'm wondering if well, like you know, because Batgirl's gonna be part of it. Like, does she have a Butler character? Does she have an Alfred? Oh, that, that would... he could be the Alfred to her Batgirl. They... That would be pretty rad. Oh, speaking of Alfred, did you see that they came out with a new show? Oh yeah, Pennyworth. Pennyworth. When, when the hell did that happen? I don't know, but I found it and I want to watch it because I watched a trailer and Pennyworth is a badass. And I showed it to Miss Angela and I was like, look, you see this show? It's called Pennyworth. And she's like, yeah. I'm like, you know who that is. And she goes, no, who's Pennyworth? I went, think about it. She goes, I, I got nothing. I went, it's Alfred. And she says, who's Alfred? I went, Batman's Alfred Butler. Alfred Pennyworth. <laughs> she, what? I went, yeah. In one iteration, Alfred is a true badass. And this is a show about that. He's a spy. Damn. I, I was really jazzed about that. So, um, but back to the Arrowverse. Yeah. I am. Ke- huh. What are the chances that Burt Ward shows up in the short shorts and tights? I'm going to say I hope not. He's like 150 years old. Which, you but, know, <laughs> you know if, you, if you can still pull off that look, then, you know, God bless you. you know, have fun. But Godspeed. I, I, I don't know that that's something that most people, most men his age are into. But you know, I'm not men his age. I don't know. I don't have all the answers. Just, I mean, just doing it so you could prove that he could pull it off. Schwarzenegger's sure pretty old and he's in the new Terminator movie. So that's true. That's true. Very good point. You don't know. I'm curious. I'm curious. All right. Schwarzenegger is also like, you know, an ex bodybuilder. And Burt Ward was just like, you know, Burt, dude, uh, dude. He was a dude named Burt. Very tight shorts. <laughs> Short shorts and winged green slipper boots. All right. Finally, CNET.com. This is where we went to for the wrap up info on Marvel's MCU phase four plans. Um, 
So. Yeah, I was pretty happy with this, and it's pretty wild because their Phase Four stuff, like, just they're not even mincing words like they did with Agents of Shield or the Netflix stuff. They're just like, no, this is part of Phase Four. Mm-hmm. If you're following the movies and all that business, like, you're paying attention to these TV shows. Enjoy. So <laughs> we will be enjoying your Disney Plus subscription money. <laughs> Let's see. Phase Four will include Black Widow. The Falcon and Winter Soldier, The Eternals movie, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, WandaVision, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, Loki, What If, Hawkeye, Thor 4, Love and Thunder. So, Black Widow is a movie, Falcon and Winter Soldier is a television show, right? Yes. That's on Disney. Uh-huh. The Eternals is a movie, Shang-Chi is a movie, WandaVision is a television show, Doctor Strange is a movie. Is a movie. Ah, damn! I would have loved to have seen that as an episodical kind of show. Uh, I'll see that any way you shake it. That's right? true. It's true. Uh, Loki, Disney show. What uh-huh. if? I am crazy interested in that. Hawkeye movie. Thor four. No Hawkeye. No is Hawkeye a TV is a show. show. Is it? Jeremy mm-hmm. Renner show introducing Kate Bishop. Apparently, oh, that's hanging right. out with that ridiculously good comic run that they, they lifted the logo off of. Yes, they did. So right. we should probably break down some of these a little bit. Okay. Go go ahead. Well, you, you tell them. Like, you have the notes in front of you, so let's break them down one by one. What was the first one? Uh, Black Widow? Or Falcon t- and Winter Soldier. What? Oh, uh, yeah. If we're, we're just doing TV stuff. All right, so stuff, if we're just going right, to do yeah. TV, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Falcon Winter Soldier is, in fact, Anthony Mackie and Bucky. Yes. Sebastian Stan. Sebastian, Sebastian Stan. Stan. That's it. It's those two characters. Uh, and Zemo, the guy who yep. played Zemo in <laughs> Civil War. And apparently at the trailer, at the, the event, he pulled on the iconic purple mask. So Right up to his forehead, right? That is it, super that's cool. What, that's where it stops. All right. Uh, spring of 2021, WandaVision. So WandaVision... Uh, that's it's Paul Bettany and um, uh, Elizabeth Olsen. Elizabeth Olsen, and um, this they haven't explained. It is post snap apparently. Okay, but they haven't explained how Vision's involved exactly or how he's. I thought it was like set in the fifties or something. That was previous. Oh wait, we did hear something about that, right? Like yeah. now I'm now I'm starting to wonder if I had read this wrong in the uh, in my. No sleepy stupor about this WandaVision thing, but they did say that the font being all retro looking is uh, you're supposed to kind of think the um, what the hell was the name of that Vision comic series that had like Vision and like a family of Meet visions. the Visions, <laughs> yeah, something like that. I don't know, but Vision not, and Co. Not entirely dissimilar from the flavor of that book. Okay. All right, uh, Loki. Uh, I don't think they really showed off much new in that one, except for the font is bizarre, uh, and Tom Hiddleston is definitely appearing as Loki, though I think it's... The font leads you to believe that it takes place in different time periods. It leads me to believe that Loki is going to be taking some very different forms. I think we... um, We... We heard about this earlier that it's also going to involve a younger version of Loki. Yeah. And isn't it animated or did I make that up? Ooh, that, what if is animated? I think, this one's, I think this one's live action. All right, I must be. Is What If a show or a movie? What If show. is a show. Oh, that's fantastic. What If 
I have one of my favorite comic series. Um, it's the what if like they took popular stories or popular theories and that weren't part of continuity and said, hey, what if this happened? Yeah. Uh, and if it's <laughs> what if Chain Foster picked up Mjolnir? That was an actual one. Yep. <laughs> yep. And of course, also, what if Aunt May was the Herald of Galactus, <laughs> which is such a great premise. <laughs> <laughs> oh, deep cuts for comic book fans out there. Um, I'm in, seriously interested in that, and I'm actually quite pleased that it is animated. And uh, being narrated by a watcher, apparently. Like, this just sounds like it's hitting all the right notes. <laughs> Perfect. And Hawkeye. Which we just spoke about. So... But yeah, like to your point about that movie, the the Doctor Strange and the and the multiverse, multiverse of, madness. of madness. It's Doctor Strange teaming up with Scarlet Witch, which like in the comics, Scarlet Witch learns a lot about magic from Doctor Strange, if I mm-hmm. remember correctly. So yep. that's super cool. So you're not, I, not I like, as interested in Thor four, Love and Thunder? I'm very interested in Thor four Love Love and Thunder. Just, and uh, the name is bad. Just I stick, think it's wonderful. Just stick with Thor four. <laughs> I I, th- I think it's absolutely wonderful. I think it's going to be ridiculous. It's directed by the same director as a uh, uh, Thor Ragnarok, which was fantastic yeah. and fun. Uh, I was shocked that they're bringing Natalie Portman back for it. Um, uh, it but it, that makes the most sense because her character is who wields. Well, yes, the comic, no, you're so absolutely right. Yeah, they she's, didn't recast Jane, so. Makes... I'm just surprised they're bringing Jane back because after Ragnarok, it seemed like like Natalie Portman didn't even want anything to do with the MCU, really. And she was not like they she was barely in uh, Endgame. And even that, I think, was just, you know, previous footage. Uh, so I was just really shocked that I was like, whoa, Natalie Portman was on stage. And I didn't even know that they were going the the Jane thor root mm-hmm. until like a little later that i didn't know that she came out wielding the hammer like that's awesome and then karen told me the thing she said that if she's back then kat dennings better be back because i totally missed her too in ragnarok i'm really excited to see those two worlds collide because i love the thor movies i know everyone craps on dark world I, it's it's a flawed movie to be sure but it's still really entertaining mm-hmm. And I really loved Ragnarok, and I love how versatile this Thor character is and the worlds that he inhabits. So I just, I'm so excited about th- where that's going to go. So there you go. That's that's the MCU Phase 4. And just for poops and giggles, Kevin F., because I will never be able to pronounce his last name Feige. reliably. Sure. Uh, he was just like, yeah, man, and we're just out of time. I didn't have time to talk about Fantastic Four and Guardians 3 and Captain Marvel 2 and mutants. <laughs> and like the audience is just like Wait, what? crapping what? their pants all over the place. <laughs> People are starting fires and looting looting things. There was like six garbage can fires within 30 seconds. Like it was ridiculous. Like he just dropped all these bombs like yeah, all that stuff yeah. that you actually wanted. Re- and we're, remember we're doing that too. the fact that we bought all of these things back they're mine now (laughs) but i also really like the take of and i can't remember where i read it but there was some take somewhere like i love how marvel officially has like endgame is now the highest grossing movie of all time Mm -hmm. and 
their response to follow it up with is Spider-Man and then just really weird stuff. Yep. <laughs> like, sure, let's Eternals. Like, yeah, let's do the Eternals. Let's bring Blade back. Sure, why not? That was Which, a surprise to me, but I'm okay with it. effectively is erasing the Netflix shows from continuity, I guess, because that dude was Cottonmouth. And, like, yeah. you could kind of excuse uh, his sister, whatever her name is, Karen, Mariah's character, showing up in Civil War. Like, you could kind of excuse that, like, play it off like, okay, maybe, sure, it's just a different character. It's a small part. But, like, this is, no, he was a main character on Luke Cage, and now he's a different main character. Like, you can't, you can't play that. Nope. Netflix MCU is is, but, is is toast. But getting Blade back into the MCU gets me that much closer <laughs> to seeing Moon Knight on screen because I feel they are. I want them to do a Marvel Knights because they have Daredevil, they have the Punisher, they have all of that stuff back in their stables, and they can do it. They sure can. And with the start to like test the waters, let's see how Blade does again. Let's get a really prolific actor to do the part and do it right let's let's see what happens and i'm yes it's gonna happen someday someday and it's gonna be everything you want it to be no it won't feature ryan reynolds as moon knight well that's true it will be too old by that point um is blade an avenger he was an avenger i think he'd never actually had his own comic Everyone's been like, an Avenger at some point, right? I think like so. Like my, you know, my primary um, experience with expansive superhero teams is Justice League, and the fact that eventually everybody was in the Justice League. Yeah, yeah when they did Similar. Justice League Unlimited, it's like, sure, you got tights, you, come on to our satellite, we'll teleport you, it'll be great. So when they actually made the original Blade movie, that he yeah, didn't have his own title. There, he was just like in a, he was in a Dracula's a lot because he was a vampire mm. hunter, and they were like, "Hey, look, it's a black dude that just kicks the crap out of people. Let's make that into a movie." What, what was that guy's name? The Wesley, Wesley Snipes. Snipes. Wesley Snipes, perfect. Let's go, make it happen. And they Stephen did. Stephen Dorff, yeah, let's do that. Let's let's. Okay. So, let's. Let, I, it's good time to be a nerd. It's good time to be a geek. Yeah, well, like I thought we it was just saw it. Spider-Man a couple days ago, and as soon as I got out, I was like, man, there are no announcements about, like, what's next, and I I, I don't know what to be looking forward to next, and then, like, Other two than days San later, Diego like, Comic-Con. Oh, this is, this is, all, this is, what's, this is yeah. what you're looking forward to next. Yeah. Lots of stuff. And they're starting early in 2020, which is good. Yeah, right? February is Shang-Chi, I think. Uh, is that the first one? Is- February, Jennifer. Yes, February 2nd, or February 12th, excuse February 12th, me. February 12th, yeah. So February, we should probably be expecting May. some sort of footage from that soon. Soon, yeah. Shang-Chi and then Black Widow. And Doctor Strange, those May... Oh, no, I'm sorry. Doctor Strange is May 2021. 20, yeah, Black Widow's next year, man. Yeah. Um, I saw a great meme online today that was like... <laughs> it was like a picture of people on a beach... And a wave, and on the wave was like the three things that are coming next year: mm-hmm. the Black Widow and the Falcon and Winter Soldier and the Eternals. And like the people on the beach were labeled as Marvel fandom. <sighs> and then the next picture was like the same picture, but the wave was like fifty times bigger, and it was all the other you know, twenty twenty one Marvel <laughs> stuff. <Yeah. laughs> 
See, which kind of makes me want like. I'm I'm super happy that that's the situation because really I am now ready to switch gears into Star Wars mm-hmm. because that's this Christmas and I am a Star Wars whore so I am ready to like get myself back into the mindset of being like all right Star Wars mm-hmm. let's do this thing I'm super excited and then I can just dive right back into this but what the hell is DC doing right nothing like Wonder Woman 1984 they must, I feel like they announced that in 1984. Like, I f- it got pushed. It got pushed like a, into the following year. Which is bonkers. Like, what are they waiting for on that one? I don't know. I think the original release date, they ended up being up against something they didn't want to be up against. Which is, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I'm just, I'm the upcoming DC, Joker, Aquaman Mm-mm, 2, and no. Joker's not... In it's continuity, not, yeah, in continuity, and I, and I, and I feel like they're kind of avoiding a lot of continuity at this point. But they're doing that Suicide Squad too. Yeah, Birds of and Prey. The only reason that I know that is that that's what's holding up Guardians Three. Yeah, Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four, The Batman, which is Pat Pattinson. Robert, yeah, Robert Pattinson. Suicide Squad, uh, Aquaman two. Untitled. June fifth, twenty twenty, is when Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four is supposed to come. So out. there's an untitled Black Adam movie, which is stupid. Just do a Shazam two. That's probably what it's going to roll into. That was announced way before Shazam came out, right? And but, like The Rock was attached to it. But now that Shazam was a huge success, they're probably just going to be like, "Yeah, we're going to fold that on in and make that a thing." Well, you know what? They probably won't because that's smart, and that's not how the, the Warner Brothers plays things. Yeah. Uh, the trench. They're gonna find a way to ruin this. <laughs> There's in development a Flash movie, and then separately, they have listed Shazam two, Batgirl, Green Lantern Corps. Ooh, I mean, that's that might be uh, no in development. See, like there's a lot of in development stuff for DC movies, and yeah, because there was a lot of stuff announced back when they were like, and we're just gonna jump right into Justice League. Let's do it. Death Boom. of Superman in the second movie. We, we hit, hit it, man. We're <laughs> going right for it. We're gonna catch up to Avengers instantaneously. <laughs> nope. And then Justice League was the freaking dumpster fire it was, and they were like. Okay, we got to do something different here. Uh, people like Wonder Woman, all right? So what did Wonder Woman had? Joy. Okay, let's make Aquaman <laughs> and make someone smile in it. All right, that'll be great. All right, now Shazam's a little... Super Shazam. People love that. People like fun in comic book movies. Who knew? <laughs> Shelve the patho- pathos for now, and let's just have some fun with our spandex dudes. <laughs> have some fun with our spandex dudes. That So I guess... Having places like San Diego Comic-Con still is beneficial for us comic book fans. <laughs> this it is. Because this is where we get all the news for our television shows that we'll be watching for the next year and movies for the next three. <sighs> good stuff, good stuff. All right, that's it. Right? No, that was the, the last. Hold on, let me scroll. Yeah, that was the last of the news. So I feel good. I am. I we am made pleased. it. I am pleased at all of the information that we have acquired. Nothing had. I there was no boo moments. So, Chris, well, that's right. Yeah, we didn't have any like super horrible negative news. I mean, outside of the AT and T thing, but <laughs> everything else was good stuff. I liked it. Positive, positive news week. I like that. Uh, Chris, 
Yeah, you can get in touch with us at com as well as all flavors of social media that we inhabit. You can like us on Facebook at Geekade, uh, find us on Instagram at Geekade, subscribe to our YouTube and Twitch channels for all our latest video content, and follow us on Twitter at the underscore Geekade, or follow this show specifically at Twepcast. You can also find us individually on Twitter. I'm at Geekade Chris, that's Geekade, K-R-I-S. Uh, Karen is on uh, all sorts of social media. Where can people, where can people find you? Shoot underscore the underscore moon on Twitter. And Evan? Geekade underscore Evan on Twitterverse and Instagram. If you're interested in more information about anything we discussed here tonight, be sure to check out our show notes. And while you're at it, you can also subscribe to this and any of our other wonderful podcasts on iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher, where if you're super nice, you can leave us a review because any and all feedback is welcome and appreciated. Again, always remember to keep your eyes on geekade.com for more fresh original content. Back to you, Evan. Thank you, sir. All right, Karen, it's homework time. It is. What, um, what do we got? I mean, you probably saw this coming. Um, Syphil and Ollie. Yeah. <laughs> Surprise! Uh, it is time. Um, no, I mean, how can I pick anything else other than Veronica Mars season four? Um, I'm just going to say, watch what you can. Okay. We're probably not going to be able to finish it by next week because we got a lot of shit going on. Um, so, you know, watch what you can and we'll talk about it. So, I right, because I take notes, it's Veronica Mars. Actually, it's V Mars, season four, episode one, two, question mark. All right. Yes. <laughs> we need to party. So, there's your homework, people. Watch as much of Veronica Mars as you can. We'll talk about as much of it as we watch. It's well worth the watch, people. Watch it. It's going to be good. going to be good. That's it. Thank you so much for joining us this week. From all of us here at this week's episode, I'm Evan. I'm Karen. Floaty Green Dude. Good night. And this concludes our broadcast day.